And we're back with another episode of Conversations and Connections. This is the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the Prevention Coordinator for the agency. And uh, today we're going to talk about what I would, I guess what I would say is one of the cornerstones of prevention, of sexual assault prevention. And that is, we're going to talk about consent. And with me, we have the agency's prevention team, uh, Greta Rich, our community outreach coordinator. Say hey. Hello. Good morning. Uh, we also have Will Windham, Will Windham, our Batters Intervention and Prevention Program Coordinator, otherwise known as BIP. Good morning. Good morning or good afternoon, wherever you may be listening. And I want to introduce everybody to Rebecca Myers. Rebecca is uh rebecca how long have you been with the agency now uh since april since april okay since april sorry i I took i i took the microphone away from her too soon since april and and uh so rebecca is our new uh advocate for the campus at stephen f austin state so welcome to the prevention team rebecca hi thank you Rebecca's got to get used to having a microphone shoved in front of her face, right? <laughs> no, it's all it's all good. It's all good. Uh, and of course, we was t- before we recorded. I was telling Rebecca here within the next few weeks or or maybe a month. Uh, I do want to have Rebecca on the podcast just to talk about uh, her role, uh, her newly acquired role as a SFA campus advocate. So again, we're gonna. I, Wanted to take some time. Uh, it's been a while since we've had the prevention team gathered around on the podcast. And again, kind of want to talk about the concept of consent. And, uh, you know, a lot of people probably know what consent is, but for those who may have a question about it or how it relates to prevention work, uh, what is consent when it comes to sexual assault prevention? And basically, I guess it's going to be summed up as, to very put it bluntly, asking for permission for every step of the way in any type of sexual activity, uh, sexual encounter, um, getting getting consent is, is basically what we're talking about. And when we address the topic with high school students and college students and adults, I think it's we're I think we're fairly blunt about it. Um, you know, before you go in for the first kiss, ask for consent. Before there's any touching going on, ask for consent. Before there's any uh, intercourse going on, ask for consent. And Rebecca, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, since you're the the youngest of the group here, you're the baby. Uh, and you're and you're the campus advocate. I know you kind of got hired on at the end of the spring semester, so you may not have had that much interaction with college students yet. Um, but I kind of want to get your take because I know when we give the prevention, when we give the or when I at least talk to students about consent, if I don't see it, I can almost feel the eyes rolling. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I think maybe some, especially young people, may think it kind of takes the fun out of uh, the encounter. What uh, What do you think? Um, I think openly that 
I'm sure when you do talk to people my age in the campus community, I'm sure that you do get those eye rolls. I haven't had the pleasure of going to speaking to these events or to these sororities or fraternities or anything of that nature yet, but just from my experience from when I shadowed the advocate or the campus advocate before me, I remember blankly like there was a lot of sighs or a lot of confusion in the audience or a lot of just toning out and playing on your phone because when I think when you're on that level of an adult in their head, they don't need to know this. Even though they know it, I don't believe fully they grasp that the seriousness of you know, misconduct or inappropriateness or crossing that line. I think they think it's culture-based in college that you shouldn't have to ask permission. It's college. You, you know, if you go out and drink too much, hey, you're in college. Like, there, there's no real valid excuses or denies or, ex, you know, it's, it's acceptable for that, gener- or not generation per se, but it's, it's okay for them in their heads to go and do all the things that they can't do at home or whatever it may be. Okay. Um, Greta, Will, do y'all have any input on that? Wow. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sure. I think think when you just think of the context of just how taboo still is sort of to talk about sex in general, you know, I think that people want to roll their eyes because, you know, it's like, when you realistically picture this, I mean, you, you had a couple of drinks, you're making out, then you're going to be like, oh, time out. You know, like the one YouTube video where they get their Where they bring their attorneys in. Yeah. in to, yeah, right. Yeah, and I yep. mean, you know, it, it sort of spools the fun. And, and I think, again, with all the things that I'm sure we'll touch on here, like like young men, especially in these situations, like Rebecca was for, referring to fraternities, you get a little bit of male privilege with an intoxicated female and she's maybe into you, you never really, I don't think, to think about getting consent. So I don't think you're in, in it to really sexually assault someone. You've just never had the conversation about, hey, man, you might need to get some consent. And I think, right. that, you know, if they know what consent is, then we, we might be surprised, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and we'll go back a little bit because one thing I do want to talk about later is – at what age can you start talking to especially young people and kids about consent and we'll talk about how we do that um uh but going back to older kids and and college students and adults um you know one of our things that we always talk about also is the absence of no doesn't mean yes and you know i think a lot of people you know with good intentions if they start making out with someone and and things are getting hot and heavy if if the one person if you're the instigator and the other person doesn't say no stop you're gonna assume that's a green light and everything's okay right uh, but one of the things that we tell young people and, and well, and really tell even adults is, again, that absence, the absence of no, does it mean yes? Make sure you get that yes um, before you engage in any type of activity. And 
again, I think people may not abide by that with no ill intentions. Well, but, well, she didn't say no, so I assumed everything was okay. And I even tell, especially when we do have the opportunity to talk to fraternities, I always tell them also it protects you as well. You know, I, I kind of always want to refer to things pre-COVID and post-COVID. Pre-COVID, when you turned on the news every week, it was some politician, some person in Hollywood getting in trouble for something they did in the past, you know. And I tell these young people today, say, hey, look, if you have any aspirations of a political future or or a, a professional future, you know, you need to think about what you're doing now, you know. Uh, you need to think. You need to think of uh, um, what you're doing currently, right? So you know that's one of the things that we always talk about. Um, and another thing, and Greta, I'll get you to comment on this. Um, we always talk about getting consent. Get consent. And I'm not trying to be stereotypical or assign gender roles, but a lot of times, most of the time, that message is going to be aimed towards young men. You got to get that consent before you make your move or engage in activity. Of course, it goes the other way, too. You know, women can be the instigator and they need to get consent as well. But I think it's also important for folks to give consent if the other person is starting to make a move and they don't ask for consent, but if you still feel uncomfortable, you need to, you need to make sure you speak up. Exactly. Um, both parties in any kind of physical contact need, um, can need to give their consent, maybe awkward initially. And I think that's what a lot of, I think that what holds back a lot of people, you know, and it's kind of ironic. You're about to do something that's very intimate and personal, but still, bringing up consent is embarrassing. It is awkward, <laughs> but know. it is, like you said earlier, um, just because you don't, uh, or, or the absence of consent does not mean, yes, that, that the mm-hmm. physical activity is okay. Um, consent is black or white issue. Either you've given consent right. or you're asking for consent or you don't. You leave that that um, aspect out and that's a that's what we do in our trainings and that's what we do in our presentations is we just open uh, people's eyes to the fact that yes consent is required it is necessary for any physical contact it is you know and, and of course any tabling event that we go to amongst all of our brochures we have which i think is very clever we have what we call the consent guide which is kind of like a Roadmap. A, f- a flow, ch- a roadmap, or a flow chart, or whatever. You know, hey, you're with a person. Do you want to have sex? Yes or no? Well, if the answer is yes, well, then they ask you another series of questions. And if it's no, they ask you some more stuff. Now, obviously, that consent guide, we don't take it everywhere. We're not going to take it to a to like a middle school or whatever. But I think it's a very useful tool, uh, especially on college campuses and any other general public things that 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 we do um also it's important to face facts and to be very blunt you know on college campuses alcohol is a big um a big part of campus life right 
And one of the other things that we point out is anyone under the influence cannot give consent, right? Even if they say yes. Anybody would like to interject? You're welcome to. So I just printed out some uh, interesting things here. Of course, consent, you know, it can just get so bland. Sometimes I think that you just hit a wall with consent, right? People are like, oh, my gosh, consent is so boring. There's nothing really interesting about it. There's a couple of things, right? You know, it's not consensual if a person says out loud or indicates with their body language, no. This is coming from RAIN, which is the Rape Abuse Incest National Network, I think. Um, says yes to one thing but no to another. Okay, that's not consensual. Changes their mind from a yes to a no with their words or actions. Uh, and then, like you were just talking about, is impaired by alcohol or drugs, is unconscious or sleeping. Um, and this is a, probably a big one. Uh, is intimidated, pressured, uh, pressured, threatened, or coerced, right? So I, I think we just often don't think about those things where, um, you know, maybe a female is there and has her clothes off and decides she doesn't want to sleep with the guy anymore. But then, of course, you're coerced in so many ways, right? You can be. And so I sure. think that's where some people just don't think about it. This whole just general conversation about sex in general, I know, especially in – with males, when I work with through BIP, they're not going to have a conversation about sex. It's sort of like, hey, do you want to have sex? And the other person's like, yeah. And it's like, okay, let's get at it. But, you know, it's sort of like approaching a girl you like and being like, hey, you want to be in a relationship? And she's like, yeah. And you're like, well, let's get at it. It's just not going to work. You're going to have to communicate, work, talk about things. So it behooves you to have that conversation before. I mean, you know, don't be like in the middle of sex and being like, hey, you know what? Let's have a conversation about what's cool with you because that's not going to work either. Right. So I think it's time to just sort of promote this idea, especially with the men that I see that that you know, you might want to have a conversation because it's only going to benefit you and your partner. Right. So. Well, and going kind of feeding off on all of this, you know, well, you know, the girl said yes. Well, okay. She may have said yes, but was she drunk? And one of the things that we always emphasize, if the other person is drunk or under the influence in any way of any type of substance, even if they said yes, go ahead and count that as a no. You know, if they're obviously incapacitated or inebriated, um, it's just as good of a no, even if they said yes, right? Um, and also, and Greta and I were talking about this yesterday, I think a lot of times also uh, in a relationship, I think it's been thrown to people, well, if you loved me, you would let me do this. And again, you know, that's kind of guilt tripping into having someone sleep with you or whatever, right? That's coercion. Yeah. If you love me, you would do this, right? Um, and of course, there's just which, you know, I think Will kind of alluded to also. There's just, And there's also just the basic threats you know, if uh, if you don't sleep with me, I'm going to tell everyone what we've done in the past, you know, or I'm going to, you know, maybe even a re even in a standing relationship. Well, if you don't do this certain act, uh, you know, I'm not going to let you have the checkbook or I'm not going to, mm -hmm. you know, th things, things like that. And 
Rebecca, what do you think? I mean, what do you think? And I, and I know, and I'm not, I, and by all means, I'm not trying to pick on Rebecca because Rebecca's still kind of new to the prevention world, so to speak, I think, you know, and, uh, but I wanted you in on the conversation because even though you may not have had yet complete formal prevention training, you still have an opinion and you still have, you still have stuff to say. Um, and again, I think you'll probably have more to contribute and more to say once you really get on campus and really are able to talk to some of these students, but maybe it should just be a, 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 a heads up for you that you might get some pushback when you start talking to some students about uh, consent, right? Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, I actually believe openly that the few, uh, I don't even have the word it, but like I could agree with what um, Glenna and, or Greta and everyone was saying is that it is consent form, but when you go to college campuses, I mean, I remember many times before I became where I am now, like, it was almost expected. Like if you knew people at the football team on the football team and you let's say go to that house party for the football team, like if you were who you were or hanging out with the crowd of the sororities or certain sorority whoever it was, like it was almost expected that you would have to give in somehow. And they didn't understand that when you said no, like they thought it was in their head and I'm gonna say it, but they thought it was foreplay and they would try harder to get your attention. And they didn't understand the mindset of, hey, I'm really saying no. Like, I'm really not in the mood. So I think that going back to everything that we have talked about, yes, consent is huge. But some people, I think, in maybe the campus life or, you know, that situation, whether you're in a fraternity or sorority or even if you're not or even if you're, you know, dealing with the rugby team or whomever it is, I truly believe that they're like you said earlier, the male mentality, and I'm not singling them out, but the male mentality is a lot, you know, you have to come and do this because I invited you to the house party for rugby, or you have to do this because I'm sitting with you at lunch, or I asked you, you know, all this stuff, and I think that's where I will find some hiccups this upcoming fall, but I I don't mind. Well, with what Rebecca just said, I got a question. Where in the heck are you from to always refer to rugby? <laughs> just there's this is rug- East Texas, lady. There's no, rugby I'm, at SFA. I, I, I'm just rugby. You know, I gotta, I gotta give Rebecca a hard time a little, a little bit because normally you think of football, baseball, yeah, then there's rugby. Next thing you know, she's gonna talking. She's gonna be talking about lacrosse. But uh, anyway. You know, I, I'm I'm just giving Rebecca a hard time, but you know what you said is right, and I think sometimes media has a role in this. You talk about you know when a girl says no, it's almost like the courtship. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ritual. You know, well I gotta say no, or oh you know, she's playing hard to get. She really means yes, you know, because you see that in movies and you see that. And I think that is instilled in a lot of us, you know. And then it may just entice that that other person. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And then after a while, you got to like put your foot down, or you know, say, "Hey, no, I really, I really mean mm-hmm. no." Um, 
And before we move on, uh, just one other element of of consent that we usually talk about is just because if you're with someone and they gave you consent last night or they gave you consent last week for sex does not mean that you are to assume that that consent is ongoing. You know, uh, and this is where I get some of the eye rolls too. Even if you're in a standing relationship, still get consent. No, you know, every every step of the way, and 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 at every time, every moment. I guess I I guess is a is a is the right thing to say. Um, or even if you just have a casual girlfriend or boyfriend because they consented last week or yesterday or whatever, don't assume that's going to be consent every time, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, exactly. Go ahead, say it. It's like it's like having a cup of tea. Yeah, and of course that's of course Greg's referring to a video that we play a yes, lot. Yes, it's right? one of the tools we use often. Consent and, and tea. It, yes, consent and tea, and it's the same thing. Um, you know, every time you have a cup of tea, um, you need consent. Anytime you have an encounter with someone, be it a husband or whatever the relationship is, that consent needs to be there. Right, and that's something. That's a video we play a lot, but I encourage you. Because uh, it's on YouTube. If you go on YouTube and just search for consent and tea, uh, and I can't even remember who produced this or if it was produced for a certain agency, but it's out there and you can watch it. And they basically compare to consent for se- consent, f- asking for sex and getting consent, like offering someone a cup of tea. Either they want tea or if they don't, if they don't want teas, don't pour it down their throat don't make them drink it because they wanted tea yesterday doesn't mean they want tea today it's a very clever way to uh to address the topic of consent to where it really does make it um understandable right um and of course we talked about consent has to be freely given so one of the things i want to touch on is when is the right time to start introducing consent to kids and I think in general and I think nearly every educator will agree to this no matter what the topic the sooner you can start educating someone on that the earlier in age the more it's they're going to retain it Um, it was something that I heard I don't know kind of when I first started this that as people get older, once they first, and even when they get in their early 20s, a lot of their their moral compass, um, their beliefs and attitudes have already is are already pretty much set, right? So if you want to start bringing the prevention message, it's better to try to do it when they're young. Now, what we do when we start talking to children about consent, obviously. We're not going to talk to children about consent before sexual activity. But you can start talking to kids about consent in the form of, well, like we, we have been doing stuff with the Boys and Girls Club. And we'll start talking to them about consent. And even the first and second graders, Will and I uh, did the first and second graders at the Boys and Girls Club uh, about a month ago. And we talked to them about giving getting permission before they borrow things if they you know if you know if they want to borrow a friend's book or video game don't just take it but but ask before you 
borrow something, right? And I think that's probably the simplest and the best way to introduce the concept of consent to kids. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it goes over well. I think you have to introduce the the topic, right? Um, of course, the consent here is defined as a voluntary agreement to do something. Um, so I think you could obviously, those kids retained that. It seemed like they handled the topic well, right? It didn't go over their head. Right, and I think if that's what you do, if you start telling, you know, borrow, borrowing things, and I think if the kids are a little older, maybe upper elementary school or whatever, um, you can start talking to them about ask for permission before you take someone's picture and put it on social media. And even probably young middle schoolers, you can probably introduce that concept. Just don't snap a picture. And uh, Of course, I'm going to always say Facebook, but as Greta and Will uh, can attest to, we've been told several times by the kids at the Boys and Girls Club that Facebook is for old people. So... <laughs> So, uh, it's all about Snapchat. It's all about Snapchat, TikTok, and, and and things like that. But we do, we do, we do tell them, hey, you know, ask before you take someone's picture and and throw it up there on social media. You know, it's the same thing with the hug. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I think a lot of young children, mm -hmm. they love to give hugs, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. But it's it's really like what we've been going through with COVID. If you finally see someone and we're free now without the mask if we choose um, and where the social distancing is not as much of a thing as it has been but I think it's just like when you run into someone that you haven't seen in a long time because of COVID maybe and before you hug them or you you're going to each other to hug but before you hug you say are you hugging and it's the same thing with right. COVID you know post-COVID it's the same thing with consent I mean, if, if kids be girls, two girls or two guys, whatever, the gender, if you're going to hug, it's it's awfully um, courteous and necessary to yeah. give consent right? before you hug. Are you? Is it okay if I hug you? Sure. Are you hugging? Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, we'll tell kids, you know, before you run up and give your, even if it's your best friend, give them a mm -hmm. hug. Just ask them, mm -hmm. hey, can I hug you? Can I, or can I have a hug? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and get that response. So I think those are good um points to try to get across to young children about the concept of consent without bringing a sexual content um to it you know and we'll also talk to them about the old family reunion and you know the once a year visit from aunt martha or whatever um, I remember, you know, when I was a kid, and y'all may have experienced too, you know, when you see that relative that you know they're your relative, but you're still, you don't really know them, you know, and you feel pressure from your parents or pressure from grandma, hey, go give Aunt Martha a hug, give her a hug and a kiss, or let her hug and kiss you. And I think a lot of times children may not feel comfortable with that. And I think it's important to let children make up their mind, whether you know, and I think we can tell the kids also, it doesn't mean that you don't love them. And you can tell them, look, it's, I know I, I love you, but I just don't f feel comfortable giving hugs.
least questionable material anytime anytime they want you know and again it kind of goes back goes back to the media's influence and social media influence and even the internet's influence on what our kids consume and what they see and it probably makes them want to try things at a much younger age than maybe in our our generation right all right well any parting words anybody else okay well thanks guys thanks rebecca thank you all right will google the consent fries freely given reversible informed enthusiastic and specific fries a good acronym there you have it there you go that's great advice and greta thanks a lot you bet all thanks right for being here Stuart. <laughs> Uh, again, uh, if you have any questions or comments about anything that we talked about, we do have an email that is conversations and connections at fccet.com. And if you feel like you need the services of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas for anything, we do have a 24 hour a day, seven day a week phone number. Uh, that hotline is 1 800 828 7233. 1 800 828 7233. And as always, be the voice if not for you, for someone else.